Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast. It's all smiles. We've got some shoulder shaking down there in the bottom right. I wonder why. I wonder why. We might get into it at some point this show. He just loves the intro. It's a world-class intro. I was enjoying it as well. A little dance in the background. That's all it was, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. At some point. At some point. <laughs> at some point. At some point. Big up everyone back in the building. Me, Jordan, Lee, James. Make sure you're hitting the like button, people. Let's get up to a thousand likes. And yeah, we are going to get into it, obviously, a little bit later. The, the, the prediction table stuff and all of that. What's that, Satnav? What? Hmm. Oh, I just oh, 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 yeah. Sorry, Jordan's at the train station or something. I just heard some sort of announcement or something. But yeah, we move. We move. Obviously, <laughs> Sevilla. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a 1970s disco at some, at some point. Sorry. So, uh, so just, just to be transparent to the viewers, um, I'm a, I'm in a hall in Wolverhampton. I did a talk earlier on at a young people's event, and I'm upstairs, and they're preparing in this hall for a wedding tomorrow. So if you see the flaring lights, it's, it's, that's what it is. I'm not at a rave. I'm not at traffic lights. Um, yeah, that's what it is. It looks lit. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad idea. <clears throat> Always all over the gap, but let's listen before we get into it, people. As you can see, this episode of the Forever Arsenal podcast is in paid partnership with Better Help. Life tends to bring more questions than answers, and if there's something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, please click the link in the description below or visit betterhelp.com forward slash AFTV and you'll get 10% off your first month. You can start therapy in just three simple steps. Fill out the brief questionnaire so BetterHelp can assess your needs, get a personalized therapist match, and schedule your weekly sessions in a way that suits you best, whether it be via telephone, video call, or messaging. 
You can contact your therapist at any time from anywhere. Schedule live sessions when convenient for you, and you can connect from any mobile device or computer. Therapy when you need it and how you need it. Look after your mind as well as your body and soul. If you think you might benefit from therapy, consider BetterHelp. Click the link in the description or visit betterhelp.com forward slash AFTV to find out more and get 10% off your first month. We move can people. I just say, I've, I've, I've done the whole setup process. You know, I wanted to check this out and um, it's brilliant. Like, it's really, really good. You know, the, the, the kind of way they... They, they they ask you that you know the right the right things and they set you up and you know it's a very personalized experience um and yeah it, it's fantastic i really do recommend it yeah I've, I've actually been through the the website and the process as well i've been connected to a therapist courtesy of better help and this it's whether you want to open up a new chapter of your life if you want to talk about problems if you want to gain a new skill a therapist can help you with it all and there's also a qr code there on the screen people so make sure you scan that if you do want to find out more like i said you get 10 percent off your first month if you do go via the link or the qr code let's get into it because it's a big away win champions league only one man predicted the win that's why he was smiling at the start of the show and, and we'll get into why later on but yeah, Lee, let's start with you because you was over there. You just about made it back for the show. Um, yeah, massive, a massive two-one away win at Sevilla. David Ryan looked great, didn't he? Massive, <laughs> massive. Oh, I thought we were superb on the night. Like, you know what I mean? Unbelievable. Even doing, even doing trick, trick, uh, knock over the bars at the end of the game. I thought know? that was genius. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. I, I just like the way he just looked at the Arsenal fans and gave us a wink and said, you know what I mean? That's what I can do. Like, you know what I mean? It's, I said, oh, David, it's I said, David, Why punch it back into the crowd when you can slice and just punch it yeah. over and, and give away the corner? I think it's fantastic. Don't tease us no more. And I'll tell you what, like, me and him would have fallen out big time. I would have the 2-1 in the bag if he'd have done that and let Turkish <laughs> off. That would have been, an, you know, me and David. Oh, oh, oh that's him. the reason why he'd have been pissed off. Over. <laughs> I'm going to say in his defence I know you might think I'm silly on this the, the conditions were tricky very very slippery um, rained all day sorry not all day all game it was a lovely day in uh, Malaga and Seville and then um, as soon as we got to the ground I said oh nice open ground no roofs <laughs> the rain come down and it didn't stop like you know so Big up to the fans on the uh, the uh, upper tier because there was no roof or shelter for them. Like, and they were just uh, getting soaked. And I can tell you, it was that rain that uh, was very, very heavy at times. And uh, yeah, big up to them. But I thought I'm going to say it now. I've, I've I've got in today, and I've only I've done a Jordan. Just watched the highlights, so um, uh, I've been able to watch this ball game. But what I see of it, I just echo what I thought about it. Watching it with it with the eye, I, I thought we was brilliant. I thought it was a really really good away performance. I forgot about the Odegaard chance in the second half. You know what I mean? Open virtually an open goal. You know we we had some, oh, yeah. we created we created some chances in that game. You know Martinelli in the first half and uh, Jesus had one uh, very similar to his goal sort of position in the first half. We opened them up on, on, on a few occasions and looked good, looked really dangerous going forward, I felt like, you know, and uh, when it mattered, we had a little shaky spell for 10 minutes, um, but we, we we dug in and defended really, really well. 
for 60 minutes, guys, I think that was probably one of our best performances. Until they scored, I thought we was really, really, really good. The only disappointment of the night for me um, is Jesus. I, I, I've seen it now. I didn't even know that he went off with a injury until you guys told me on the, um, the show yesterday, uh, the fan zone show. I didn't even know. Um, I thought it was just a kick. But looking at it, that looks like a... I don't think we'll see him now until the international break. Um, so after that, which is a sad thing because, you know, oh, what a turn, by the way. I didn't even didn't even know how good that was until yeah. I see it. Unbelievable, you know, to do that turn, like, you know, um, elastic legs. It is like, you know, no wonder he's got an hamstring trouble, like doing things like that. It was incredible. And an incredible finish, an incredible pass at the end of that turn as well, boys, you know. I don't think that should be underestimated. It's perfect. But all in all, that's a, we haven't been that great in Europe, have we? For, for I can't remember the last time I've walked away from a European game satisfied and really buzzing after an all-round good performance like that last night. So well done to, to, to everybody involved. I do want to talk about Jesus first because a lot of people you know, were questioning him prior. Poor, poor game against Chelsea. Obviously, the first time he started up top in the Premier League all season. I think it was very harsh for for questions to be to be asked about him, um, and he stepped up. I mean, that, that's now three goals in the Champions League and an assist, I believe, in his first three games for us. Um, I think it's two two and assist. Oh no, maybe it's three. Yeah, it's three. Yes, he scored. Oh, three. He scored. Yeah, three and three. He's got three and three, and and an assist on top of that. And and like Lee said, the assist was beautiful. And then he goes off injured. And and Lee just said we probably won't see him till after the next international break. That's not something I want to hear because. Newcastle ties coming up. I think we can get yeah. past United. I think we can get past West Ham, uh, Burnley without Jesus comfortably. The Newcastle one is where I think we need exactly what he brings. I think he'll be okay. There was, I mean, there were two interviews. There was Arteta, who I think was always going to do the pessimistic, well, he normally would stay on, so it's not good. But then Jesus, I think he wants to probably let the Arsenal fans know he's all right, said, look, I've got a scan tomorrow, but I'm sure it's nothing. Now, okay, neither can know, and obviously scans and all that will be done, but I think he'll be okay. What I think, though, is they might not risk him for Sheffield United. I don't think he was going to play anyway against uh, West Ham next week. So Newcastle might be the earliest who see him again, but I just, I think he's probably fine-ish. He did walk Lee, off. Why you say that, Sorry, James, but like, because when I saw it, yeah, also, none of us assumed it was a hamstring injury because it's not your traditional method of in, of pulling your hamstring or injuring, tearing, whatever. It looked yeah. like it was something else. But why do you say that, Lee? Why do you why do you say international break? Have you? Well, because I think like a hamstring injury for three weeks, you know, um, and I I don't like it when a player goes down holding his hamstring like you know what I mean and, and and you know straight away rubbing it like you know it could be cramp it could be you know like a little strain and all that but uh, you know it was just the way he was he was holding it and then uh, right in the real uh middle of the uh, of the fire as well so uh, you know it's not good it's not good and, and the thing is with people like Jesus and he's one of those players that's explosive off the mark and all that like you know and that's why Hamstrings are a bit, bit bit dodgy. So, listen, I'm hoping that it's not nothing serious. But if it is a if it is a hamstring injury, then you're looking at three weeks minimum, really, guys. I mean, look, 
as has been pointed out many times on this channel, we're not medical experts. But I don't know. I I look. I, I base it on nothing. It's just uh, it's more hopeful than anything. He just, um, you know, I, he went down. Made sense not to risk it. Walked over to the fans, clapped them, walked off. His quotes. He said that he doesn't think it's anything serious. So we just hope he's all right. I mean, look, he's not exactly got great form for it. He was brilliant against Barcelona, and then two days later, this is in preseason. Two days later, we find out he's out for four or five weeks, and it's like what. <laughs> He was fine, but so so you know it, it could be worse. But I, hopefully it's not. I have a feeling he's telling us it's fine because he genuinely thinks it's fine. Jordan. That's a great point you make there, James. Because normally when you have an injury like that, you go straight off, don't you? Straight into the tunnel or whatever. He, he was out at the end with the fans, like you know. So you know, let's let's look at them, look on the positive. Yeah, Jordan. Let's get your thoughts. How good was Jesus, and how bad would missing him be in the Newcastle game? I'll get to Jesus in just a, in just a second because I've got some thoughts on Jesus. Just very briefly on the game, a professional performance. That, that's the word that comes to mind. Seville are no mugs. They are a seasoned European side. Mm. Um, I know they're not having the greatest of times. Last I look in, looked in their league, I know they got a draw against Madrid on the weekend, but that's Seville are a proper European side. And to go there and not only win, but be the better team for the majority of the game, that is really impressive. That is what I want to see from my Arsenal team when they go away. I don't. It's got, it hasn't got to be flashy. I mean, it was flashy. <laughs> the goals were great. But it hasn't got to be flashy. Just be professional. Compete. Quiet in the crowd. Take your chances. Get the hell out. And we've reclaimed control of the group now, I think. I think we're now two wins away from topping the group. So, really impressed with the performance. Tommy Asu, um we discussed on the last podcast, and I was kind of leaning more towards Inchenko, despite the fact that Tommy's my guy. He was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. But I don't want to, I, I don't want Tomiassi's form and Zinchenko's lack of form to lull us into a false sense of security whereby we think Tomiassi should be the starting fullback. Because as much as I love Tomiassi, he's my guy, my favourite player. He's consistent, doesn't let us down. I don't think he's good enough to be Arsenal's regular starting fullback. I think there are games for him. I think that when he comes in and comes out, he delivers. But I don't think he's good enough to be the guy to win the title. In what department? To play t- Sorry? In what department is he not good enough to play the role? I just don't think he's, good, he's the level. I think he's in that kind of weird space of he's not quite good enough to be our starting eleven if you want to win a Premier League title. But he's probably too good to be on the bench as well. So I think he kind of comes in, comes out, comes in, comes out, and he delivers. I don't, know, I don't think he's going to... I think, for example, if Akanji was at Arsenal, I think people could describe him as that player where he's probably not good enough to start for a title-winning side. But, you know, at City, he, he slots into a system that makes him look better than he is. And and so, but, but I don't think... I, don't, yeah. I think that's harsh on Tommy Asu to, to say look better than he is because yesterday, I think he was a candidate, if not man of the match. It's just... I, oh, no. I, I, I agree. And like I say, I love Tomiyasu. I really rate him. I just don't that think of the games. No, 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 I do. I, I'm just being balanced. I just You're treating him like Lee treats Ryan. <laughs> uh, Ryan. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, as much as I rate him, I don't think over 38 games, you win a Premier League title with Tomiyasu as your fullback. I think he's a brilliant, perfect squad player to come in when the guys are out. But, but he was, but I'm being neg- negative. He was great. He was brilliant, so I want to just give him a special mention because I love met, him. Uh, have you met Zinchenko's auntie or something recently? Is that why? <laughs> nah, 
Nah, this guy. And let's not forget Timber as well is out injured. So none of them would be, would be starting, you know, if, as far as I'm aware, if, they, if he was fit. So back to Jesus. You mentioned some people have been quite critical of Jesus recently. You know, and you were you were talking about me, basically, and rightfully so. On the right on the last podcast, you kind of pulled me up. And I, I, I actually wasn't because on the big six, they like a couple of people tried to really question him. Like we need an upgrade on him rather than we need something different what? to compliment him. I saw starting 11s I... doing the round on social media. That's what got to me. Like all the other discussions I thought were, were fair to a degree, but that that starting I saw starting 11s, quite a few of them that had Havertz starting up top. And I'm thinking. Jesus does one has one not great game against Chelsea up top, but, but in but his James. first start up front, Kai Havertz has done near nothing, and we and really everyone's like wanting to. Oh, James, James I'm no, no, I'm starting Jesus against Seville last night. That's that's not oh, a I know you for are. me I know completely. You are, yeah. But but the, my concerns about Jesus, and by the way, he also was brilliant. I agree, brilliant performance. Two things I have with Jesus: one. His fitness is is clearly a problem. Now I don't know if he got if he was kicked or if he just ran too much and pulled his hamstring. I, d- I don't know, but his fitness record is clearly an ongoing issue, and I find it difficult to rely on a, on our main striker if you can't yeah, rely on right. him for the yeah. majority of the season. So that for me is an issue why I think we do need to upgrade just for someone that we know starts every single week. And the other thing I have about Jesus as well is the, which is equally of a concern. He was brilliant yesterday. But I still can't get that miss against Chelsea at the bridge last season out of my head. I still can't get that Tottenham Hotspur this season, the Emirates, miss out of my head. As much as he's a fantastically technically gifted guy, he's a joy to watch Turkish. He's a, he's a brilliant player. I just fear in the business end of the season, in the games and moments that really matter, where you need a guy to be composed and put those, put those chances away, I'm not convinced he's the guy to do that. I'll say again, he's a brilliantly, technically, skillfully gifted player that brings me joy. I'm not, I'm not saying sell him. I'm not saying I don't rate him. I'm just saying if we're being ruthless, if we're being ruthless, I don't think he's the guy that in a, in a difficult game, in a difficult moment, to score a chance where you don't get many chances, I'm not still convinced he's the guy that I, that I put my house on to take that chance. And, and there's not many of those guys around, granted. Yeah, I don't disagree. I actually don't disagree with you there. But that's why I tend, I, I choose, I like to choose the word compliment Jesus in in the striking position rather than an upgrade on him. Because as much as you're right, listen, big up someone in the comment section. I forgot who it was, but it was on either on my interview or maybe it could be even AFTV. Actually, I don't even know where the comment was, but it's in my head. But find me a striker better than Jesus outside the box. That's a great comment. Very difficult. Very yeah, yeah, difficult. but 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 it, it is difficult, Turkish. But also, and I'm not comparing the two players in terms of the level. But Lacazette got battered for his outside the box work, his initial nah, hold up. I, there's levels. There's, there's levels. There's levels. There's levels. But ultimately, that outside the box work, whilst it contributes to our overall attack, and it's why Saka and Martinez get so many goals. I accept that. Ultimately, when we've got eight games to go. And we're, we're having a dry spell, and we need our gunman to take chances. We're going to be chatting here in three months' time, talking about his build-up play is great, his hold-up play is great. We'll be talking about the sitters that he may miss. So let's be brutal. Let's be very, yeah, very, e- very equally, cool. equally, like, equally. Okay, if we're going to be brutal, let's be brutal. Equally, the 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 prediction or the trajectory indicated that this season, um, Saka and Martinelli would touch twenty goals, if not surpass it. Right? 
So your 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 point there that you know in the in the near future we might look at Jesus missing chances that have cost us. I don't disagree. Maybe because I don't trust him in front of goal like that either. But in the near future, if Saka Martin Martinez trajectories continue to go that way, and they are twenty goal a season players in the league, then Jesus doesn't look like the bad guy because he would be a key reason why them two are on twenty. I agree. I agree. And that's the problem for me. Him not being the gunman that's going to put up 25, 30 goals, that means that Martinelli and Saka have to score 20 goals each, which is fine if it happens. If that happens, cool. But for so me, going into the season, 20... which one would you have going into the season? Which one would you have? Which one would you have demanded more that Jesus hits 20 or Saka Martinelli hit 20 and, and Jesus is the complement to the two? Which one? Which one would you have? I don't know if demanded well, is the right word, but which one would you have? No, I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's, 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 I do. It's a hard question though because I don't think Jesus has got twenty league goals in him, so I don't expect that from him. So if you can't give me twenty league goals, you better give me ten to fifteen assists for Saka and Martinelli. Mm -hmm. They got fifteen league goals. Uh, Fifty, I think it was league goals last season. Yeah, each, yeah, yeah. Right. If everyone's telling me that they're world class players and talk about Martinelli, just they need to get twenty twenty five. Let's be real. They yeah, need no, to put, put, those, right. put those numbers up. So mm -hmm. I'm saying for me, if, if we're going to be kind to Jay, you say, okay, cool. You're not going to give us 25 goals because that's not your game. I'm fine with that. But then we need to expect 20 goals each from Martinelli and from Sack on the wing, which is, again, I'm cool with, but it's either or. It's either my, or for me. My issue with the discourse around Jesus is more this kind of like, I don't know why it feels like we haven't learned from Pep and Klopp, two of the best managers we've seen in the league who have won titles with a false nine, with strikers that lead the line and don't put up 20 to 30 goals a season. So my thing is much more leading to what Turkish was saying. Absolutely. I would love an Ivan Tony. Who wouldn't love an Osserman? Someone who can compliment Jesus. Someone who's another option. Means you can use Jesus in different ways. And if he goes and bags a load of goals, fine. If that is how people like their players. It's like the Tierney thing, right? Tierney was never inverted fullback, but people loved him, even though he did it in a different way. I understand that people have stylistic preferences and maybe they want a different option for their squad and maybe they want a slight upgrade. But I, I hear this hard line that we're never going to win the league with Jesus up top. And I'm like, why do we say that? Like Pep won the league with Phil Foden up top or, or De Bruyne, whoever it was. He mixed it up. Firmino was never a gunman. No, do you know the difference? You're totally right. The difference between the years that Man City won the title and Liverpool yeah. won the title and us, look at both of those teams' back fives. They didn't let in many goals. So they could afford to have Firmino or um, a, a Sterling through the middle because, all right, we might not bag lots of goals, which they did, but we know at the back, we're not letting in any goals. I, I we're, don't we're, think... we're, we're not doing that. Well, I politely disagree. I, I, I'm not sure that was the case. For years, Liverpool did leak goals, then they added Van Dijk. I'd also say that isn't that what Arteta's maybe trying to do because he signed Timber and he plays Tomiyasu and I, 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 I a load of proper defenders. Zinchenko's like the I odd agree. one out, isn't he? I, I no. agree. Sorry, 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 Lee. Just a quick, quick no, finally. No. I, I hear what you're saying, James, but look at our back five and look yeah. at their back fives. They're better. So they don't have to score two, three goals to guarantee a win. They can eke out one nil wins because they're not going to see the many goals, especially at home. We're not getting clean sheets. So we have to score two, three goals to guarantee wins. Sorry. My, my, my argument is name a better, name a player that could play like he did yesterday. Yeah. Name a player. That, that was as perfect as a performance of a centre forward 
that I've uh, that I've seen. Not only did he score, he assisted. His work rate, he causes problems. He drops in, he drops out. I, 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 if he plays like that every week, Arsenal would be. <laughs> I, I think that they win it, win the league because before his injury, before his injury last season, he was playing. like He that, was doing that. You know that 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 performance yesterday was him being back to his best. The, the problem is, is what we just mentioned is that now he's injured again. It, it is the injury record soon, like you know. But I, I'm I'm going to say this now. I don't think anybody really said that last season before his injury, neither. No one was turning around and going, oh, um, I don't know where this has come from. Oh, we, we need to upgrade on Jesus. Or no one was saying that before he was injured. Um, everybody was just... Oh, there was talk. There was talk right. about that. There, there was talk. When we signed him, we knew he was getting a brilliant player, but we also knew he was getting a player that wasn't a gunman. Yeah, yeah. I, I, get, I, I get that. But he won me over within, within two games. I get what you're saying. I didn't think that he was as good as what I actually thought he was when I actually watched him. But I'm watching him last night, I, I, I'm walking out of that stadium last night. You know, I, I don't. You know, I don't know what, what, what. I'm like jelly watching a game. Of, I, I can't. I'm, I'm, there's, I'm, not, there's not many of the, these players left in. in no, that that can memorise you like that. Like certainly, uh, Declan Rice did it with his performance as well. But like. Yeah, in a different way, but I, I, I actually excite. It, it excites me, Jesus. It does wonderful things in a game of football, and I, I think we should be more appreciative. Yes, he's going to miss chances, but you know, just have a look at look at the the first chance for Martinelli. It's fantastic centre forward play. Holds the ball yeah. up, waits for him to come through. Perfect pass. Brilliant, brilliant player. He's a he's a brilliant player. Last night he was phenomenal. It's fine margins here. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I do hear what I'm, you're I'm, saying. I'm, I'm looking at February, March, April. But isn't in a it... real title race and you get two chances in the game because you're playing poor. Does your number nine take one of those two chances? That's what I'm talking about. Do you know what I mean? I think I'm, it's I'm, I'm, I'm looking ahead. It's more upgrade on Enketia than than talk about Jesus. That's that's my opinion of it because I think another striker can can come work in conjunction with Jesus. I think Jesus can play all three forward roles and really maybe an old school ten type of support striker role too. Yeah, uh, great point. Just I think he could do that Turkish. I really do. He's got that old. He's got that freedom about his play that you don't see in many players anymore. You know, you don't. You, Jesus is not the type of player. In those moments, he isn't being asked to do that. That's just in his blood. That's in his culture. That's in the way he grew up playing football. But, Joe, I want to go back to Tomiyasu because that was actually the next player I was going to move on to after Jesus as well, either Jesus or Tomiyasu, because I think those two were the clear candidates for Man of the Match. Obviously, Declan Rice gets a mention too, and a couple other players. I think they all played well, if I'm honest. But, James, mm. uh, yesterday you was um, full of praise for Tomiyasu. Jordan just mm. said... Similar to Jesus, you're not going to win a title with Tommy Asu starting. No, 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 no. I, I didn't say. Well, you, you just said that. No, 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 no. What, I said I have. Cons- I said I have concerns. Well, no, Tommy Asu, yeah, not Jesus. I said with Tommy Asu, if he's your starting fullback, you don't win a title. So you know Tommy Asu, I, I got Jesus. Before James, Jesus. before James comes in, I've got to say something because it's been on my mind for the last maybe seven, eight minutes. That train station has better Wi-Fi than you, bro. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not at the station. I'm, I'm so in a, glad I'm you in said a, it. Yeah. I'm in a commu- I'm in a community hall. I'm in some he, where, wherever you are. It's got better <laughs> Wi-Fi than your you house. You say move in. You say, say move oh, in. Here, you yeah? might need to. You might need to go there every week. <laughs> Eight a.m. I want to see you there. 
Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, very nice. Yeah. That's very nice, it's just, eh? It's just, it's just a community hall. That's all. That's yeah. all. That's all. Yeah. So, back to Tomiyasu, James. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to point you in the direction of Lee's favourite show, Tactical Insight is out, everyone. And I, I, I break down everything you need to know about Tomiyasu. <laughs> <laughs> oh well done lee that was very good. um i don't know what to say he he does he did everything yesterday and i mean everything they tried mm. to switch the ball out when he was tucked in he still would he would sprint across win his header he could play with his right foot left foot he was overlapping if he needed to but not that often more often he was inverting to give us you know the zinchenko thing inside but then because you got such a brilliant ball player out the back in Rice, who can also drop in next to Georgian and play as a double pivot, Tommy Asu found himself going in the number 10 position. And it was our colleague Cass that told me to have a little look on, on man, uh, look back for all tactical insight at his run for the Martinelli goal in the Man City game. So he's done it before. Like there is a freedom to Tommy Asu at a fullback. It's like, oh, so Tommy Asu at left back was the was the Xhaka at number eight replacement. There we go. <laughs> like, listen, I don't I don't know. I there is it's it's very tactically fascinating and interesting. Are you gonna put it off against all teams? I don't know. But the positions he was taking up were really interesting. But generally what he was doing with the ball every single time, he was, you know, really safe in possession. He was attempting a few through balls, he was trying to get creative, he was pressing really well. And then when Arsenal had to dig deep, he was up for that too. And we know he's got that in his locker. We saw that day one at Arsenal that he's a superb defender. And mm. I think he is he is one of those players that gets brought up. When you're talking about the best defenders in the league, the best up for the battle, whoever you're asking, you know, fans of any club, you know, like Wan-Bissaka gets thrown in, Tomiyasu is one of them. Um, and I think, I just think he was brilliant. And I'm really happy for him. I'm really happy that, you know, Zinchenko not being at his best we talked about Tommy Asu coming in. I thought, well, away from home. That's what, That was the discourse on starting 11. Away from home, difficult, Champions League night. Yeah, maybe it makes sense to be a little bit more rigid. But actually, he gave us more fluidity. It was weird. He was doing the Zinni thing better than Zinni. Now, does that make him a better inverted left-back than Zinchenko? No, it's been one game. But wow, we have options. This is great. You know, now if you want to invert from right-back, like we did with Partey at the beginning of the season, you don't have to start putting Partey out there. Maybe Tommy Asu can do it. So, uh, yeah, I was really, really impressed with him. Um, and probably my man of the match, if you're talking across the whole 90 minutes, yeah, yeah. I thought Declan Rice in the second half was the standout player. And then I thought Jesus, for his two moments, probably deserves the man of the match award because they're the match-defining moments. But 90 minutes of never putting a foot wrong, that was Tommy Asu. And playing at a level that I think everyone was super impressed by. I think just quickly, your point about him being a brilliant defender is so bang on. And you've made me realise who he is. He's the modern-day Aspilicueta, who for five years, who for nice five pass. years for me, was the best defender in the Premier League. He was the best defender in the Premier League. He was His defensive output, and he could play across the back line as well, was so underrated. So mm. underrated Aspilicueta. He was a brilliant defender. I, I really hated that I loved him so much. And you're right, James. Tommy Asu is a defender. Going forward, he doesn't offer what, well, as you just again said, he's offering more now. But in the in the past, he's not really going to your tactical going insight. Yeah, no, um, you should. Ten minutes ago, he said. Ten minutes ago, he said we ain't going to win the league. Yeah. 
And then just now he's like, listen, he's a great defender. He say, no, no, I've, always, I've, I've always thought he was a brilliant defender. I'm just saying. Which one is it? I, do you want I, him to start no, no, no. with Sheffield United or not? No, I do actually. But what I'm saying is, is that I have concerns over the over a, a bank of games. If he's of the level that can compete over 10, 15 games in a row, I think it's good enough to get top four. I'm just not sure. I have doubts and I'm happy to be proven wrong. He's not going to win us the title, but you know who it reminds me of? This Premier League title winner. (laughs) (laughs) He's You know what, though? You say about about titles. I I know Saliba got injured yet last season, but if if Tommy Asu would have not got injured on the same day, I think Arsenal may have won the league. I I, I really do. I think he's outstanding. I I, I, I never know, but... You never know, but I, I watched him last night and I, I, I actually thought, I, I'm going to say uh, Gabriel's performance went under the radar yesterday as well. I thought he mm-hmm. we, like fantastic, particularly in the first half and when we needed to, to defend. I just think he's a quite different. I don't know if you noticed it. Uh, there was one time um, the ball got a little bit over. Uh, it was too much of a cross and he was coming in. Le- he just got a flick header on it, like just enough to, you know, I've seen it go over uh, full backs heads and the, and, uh, and the wide player coming in and, and banging it in from, from there. He doesn't let that happen. He defends his area of the field, whatever it be very, very well. And I don't see many people go around him, you know, I don't really see many people go around him and all that. Like, you know, I, I, I think that he's, you know, too good, maybe, to be a squad player. I think, mean, you know... But, but also, but also for the sake of balance, it, it's also taken Tomiyasu a little while to get back to this form. You know, yeah, he's had and injuries, know, James. He's had lots, of, in, lots yeah. of injuries. Now, I know, you know, when he came back from an injury against Diogo Jota in his first season, he had a real struggle there. Then he was out for a little bit longer. Then he came back, kind of okay. He was suddenly playing left-back. Last season, we didn't see too much of him, if I'm not mistaken. You know, you think the mistake against Man City, there were kind of moments like that. And then in pre-season, where I was a little bit worried about him, was he was up against Anthony. I don't rate Anthony. He was up against Anthony in pre-season when we faced Man United. We were all there. And Anthony just had fun with him. And I was just like, oh, this is... Is Tommy have the injuries? I know he's very young, but we see in injuries can sometimes mm-hmm. knock your confidence. Mm-hmm. But he's built and built and built, and what he's been doing. And I, I want Arteta to almost see how Tommy's grown into it, and like the hope Havertz does the same thing. He's with with cup appearances, but also appearances off the bench. He's slowly built into it and built up the minutes to the point where now we're seeing like, yeah, give him an hour, give him 70, now give him 90. He's kind of grown into it. And um, and now Zinni's going to be sweating for his place. Yeah, he needs to fight for it back, I think. I think for the foreseeable future, Tommy Asu should be starting. If he maintains yep. his level of performance, then why not? But defensively, he's definitely better. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole conversation has been about Zinchenko inverts better, but Tommy Asu is showing a bit of inverting himself. But let's talk about what you know a fullback is first foremost really meant to do, and that's defending. And something that Zinchenko has been exposed a couple of times in the last twelve months for so. Tommy Asu moving forward. Do we do we talk? We won the game, but at the end of the last show in the comment section, a few people said you know uncomfortable conversations about Odegaard following the Chelsea game. He did follow it up with another poor game against Sevilla. Listen. At the start, the first 20, 25 minutes, running his socks off. But it just is not clicking for him at the moment. Yeah. And and I won't agree that he's having a bad season. I wouldn't call it a bad season, but 
and he, he's not the same older guard that we saw no, last season. He needs to step it up, Turkish. He needs to step it up. Uh, but but I believe that he will. I believe that he will. I, I, I wouldn't be... Uh, Do you I think he's so. overthinking it? Because the way he was running in the first... It, 90 seconds in, he went to the crowd like, let's go, let's go. Like 90 seconds in and he was running. It's like, do you think he's what, over? What, against Sevilla? Yeah. I'm uh, about to defend, I'm about to defend Erdogan massively on this podcast, but I've, I've, I've always thought of the, all this is a bit too much. Oh, Jordan, I, do you remember the thing I, you put I, in the I, group I, chat? I, that maybe he's done it to someone. He was just there. Like I, I didn't see that, but you know. But uh, I love his intensity in general. Uh, listen, I, I just think sometimes as a footballer, Things don't happen for you, you know. Like the passes that he's trying are not not coming off at the moment. Next next week they may do like you know. Last season he'd have banged that goal in that chance. He'd have banged it and it would have been a goal. It's just not quite happening for him at the moment. But it's a bit harshly. I think it bounced. It bounced quite high. That wasn't any. Yeah, I'm just saying. I I think he's got so much ability. I I expect him to score those. And then you know the bar. Listen, he's he's put the bar high. And rightly so. I think he's. I think he's a fantastic footballer, uh, and it's just not quite happening for him at the minute. But what I will say about him, whether you think it's right or whether you think it's wrong, is that if he's not playing well, he puts a bloody shift in. I know people will say, "Well, that's what he's supposed right, to." I agree. But but he's, he does. He doesn't shirk his responsibilities, um, and I just think he's not working for him at the minute. Um, and you know, I've heard people turn around and say, I'll "Rest him for for Sheffield United." Why? Maybe rest him in the game against West Ham or whatever, but you know certainly not. And and I, I give uh, Arteta credit if he hasn't playing well, he hauls him off. I, I don't I don't see a problem with it. Like you know, I, I'm I'm sure he he played for player around a quality player. I'm not, uh, you know, I do think that with us Arsenal fans, we we do like to move around on a certain player. I don't know why all of a sudden. We're saying this about him, really. If I'll be honest, I, I, I'm I'm so with you, Lee, because when we did the Player of the Month award for September, I had Erdegaard as one of my nominees. So he's, he did something that month that impressed. And I was trying to think back to those games. PSV, he was brilliant. Everton away, I thought he was fantastic, especially when we were holding on to the lead and he had to show some composure, take some good touches on the ball to the point we had. He had, you know, Gary Neville doing a whole segment on his podcast about how he's the kind of player like David Silver and De Bruyne that, you you know, you just love to watch. Got the big goal away at Man United, worked hard in that game. OK, he wasn't great against Tottenham. He wasn't great against City. And now, I like, I agree he's hit a slightly patchy bit of form, but, like, players do go in and out of form. I don't, like... Just think of day-to-day life. I don't feel my best every single day. Like, I, I think that's just normal for human beings. And James Madison across the road, we talked about this on the watch long. James Madison across the road is playing superbly. That, coupled with the fact that we signed Havertz as our £65 million left eight, is putting a lot of pressure on the midfield situation to get it right. And Erdegaard performing at a certain level is part of that pressure. Madison wasn't good for Leicester for a little while. Like, he was part of a team that got relegated. But then two, three years ago, he was sublime when they nearly got into the top four. Like, you can just have lulls in form. You can then get back to it. Martin Odegaard is not the only one on that right-hand side struggling. Bakaya Saka this season has been fine, but he's not been his best at all, in my opinion. Ben White, I think, has been good, but he's not been the Ben White of last season. 
Mm. Thomas Partey hasn't been in that area to kind of knit it all together and help them out. You know, he receives from Ben White, he feeds Erdegaard, he feeds Saka. So I don't want to say one player makes all the difference. I, I don't want to make that excuse for them. But something's not right generally for all their form. So I'm, I'm mm. really willing to be patient. And we've had some really tough games, some tough away games, some tough opposition, who I believe are all set up to stop Martin Odegaard as well. So they need to figure it out. But I think they'll figure it out. I've got no doubt. So far, I mean, I said on the watch along game, but so far this season, overall, I'd only really say Gabriel, Saliba, and that's about it, have maintained or exceeded their their, their performances last season. Aside from that, every player seems to have taken a hit in some way, shape or form. And we last show, we went in depth about tactical concerns. So yeah. if anyone hasn't watched the last show, I suggest you do, because maybe that's the root of it all, because it's not just Odegaard that is patchy or is poor at the moment. I think many have been patchy or poor, but, you know, others are getting moments like Odegaard had the United one. Saka's had a lot of moments, but performances yet. Martinelli the same, a performance yet. Jesus, that was his last night, in my opinion. And by that's what I mean by a performance where you're putting in the work, but you also have the, them big moments, um, especially from an attacker. But we'll keep it short and sweet on Odegaard. Hopefully he does, you know, turn it around real soon. Um, but let's move because we've got a game this weekend, Sheffield United at home. One that really doesn't need to be discussed much. I, I expect that we're all pretty confident about this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. We we should like you know. I don't want any Sheffield United fan watching this going. How arrogant to think that you should beat us. You know, look. Of course, we should. We should beat Sheffield United. But football is football, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and the one thing about the one thing about um, one thing about Arsenal last season, we were playing Bournemouth at home, and Bournemouth were kind of struggling in the relegation battle. I ended up bringing Tommy Asu in for Ben White and Vieira in for Xhaka. And, you know, OK, we got away with it because of the recent Nelson 97th minute brilliant goal. But there was something about Arsenal. Southampton at home, you know, it should have been comfortable, been in the midst of a title race. You know, was it too tense? Was it too pressurised? I feel like fans are going to go into this game more nervy than they were going into the Sevilla game. I don't know why. I just feel like the Champions League is largely being enjoyed by fans, whereas the Premier League... Feels like every game is like a we got to win, we got to win. I keep saying it's a marathon. I think if everyone, the players, the club included, not get complacent but just relax and just enjoy it, I think we'll be fine. But I just feel like there's this underlying tension every time we go into the Premier League games. There's this like it's just simmering and like one one rare mistake and like oh no one yeah you know, we concede maybe in the first ten minutes and it's just like the Fulham game at home is a good example of that. You know, we gave away a goal in the first minute and just we couldn't ever get up to speed. Like there was tension in everything we did. So we need to shake that off because um, I think at home we have been a bit tense and a bit whatever. But yeah, I still think we will and should beat them for sure. Because the, I think the, the main difference this season is the expectation is very different. Yeah. Last mm. season, there was little expectation to, to do anything other than get top four. And once we hit the ground running in the season and and found that form, we just rolled that wave all the way to the, you know, well, to the 30th game. And then, yeah, we fell off the surfboard. But this season, going in, the expectation is challenge, if not pit Man City to the title this season. So performances are more tense, even from my perspective as a fan. I'm not too sure about all of yours, but I really want to still, you know, be in there in January and 
mm-hmm. if the club want to, you know, really go for it and invest. And, you know, I don't want no excuses. I want us to really start going for it because a lot's changed in the last 12 months. Jordan? Yeah, I think from my perspective, a clean sheet is essential in a good performance. And I think that is almost preferable to me than a blowout. I'd rather have a convincing 2-0 than a 5-2. That might sound mad to many people, no, that's but cool, I'd, yeah. rather, I'd, I'd mm-hmm. rather have a 2-0 win where we're the better team quite clearly um, and we're dominant and we get out of there with a clean sheet. This team should be scoring against us. Uh, and we go home, move on to the next one. Then we get involved in a 5-2, a 4-2, a 3-1 even. It's like, I want a clean sheet. So that for me is what's more important because people were expecting a blowout. If it's 5-0, happy days, great. But I think what's more important is we need to start getting these home clean sheets. We have to start getting more home clean sheets. Otherwise, we're going to have to, to my earlier point, have to always have to score two, three, four goals to win a game at home. And that's not going to win you a title. No. I, I think there may be a couple of changes to the team because of, um, you know, like the three games in seven days. And also, you know, I've been doing my research and watching my stats, like, you know, as James informed me to do last week, like, you know, Sheffield United only just lost to Manchester United uh, last weekend. They only just lost to Spurs, you know, high-flying Spurs at that stage. with uh, and, 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 and City, and City as well. Yeah, City was uh, a close game as well. So they're not they're not easy to, to, to you know, and, and 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 we shouldn't be taken for granted. But listen, if if we we've got you know bounce back after I think a little bit of a disappointment at Chelsea. I know we did like uh, on, on Tuesday, but that that's the Champions League. We've got to do it back in the league, and uh, I, I think that they will do. I, I'm pretty confident. That is that is true. Like I'm I'm not trying to plan excuses in early France. It's unacceptable if they don't win this game. But when there is uh, seemingly such a distance, because listen, let's just say what everyone's been saying. Everyone keeps saying these three teams have been promoted are some of the worst teams we've seen promoted. And I always think, listen, like have some, you know, let's have some respect, right? They got promoted, right? And, you know, they're finding their feet, whatnot. Luton have shown some resilience away from home at times. However, Sheffield United, you're right. They, they made United work hard for it. They made Tottenham work hard for it. They made Man City work hard for it. And I think a big part of that will be because I think they'll, they will recognise that they'll get into a contained shape and then it's a question of, can you break us down? And that is very, very difficult to do sometimes when a team is on it defensively and they're tracking their men and they defend a very... A pitch is very big, but a goal is very small. That is not, you know, some great tactical insight. You know, it can get very tight and congested. And, that's, and that is why sometimes I find Arsenal struggle more i need to do some research on these numbers but sometimes i find that we will struggle more against 17th place than we will ninth do you know what i mean like a team that fancy it and want to take it to us and maybe are in good form and think they can take the game to us but then having said all that and i'm sort of now flipping on my own point you know teams this season like lons and chelsea they took the game to us and that's why we struggled more so I don't know. I, I like. I think we'll come through, but I think there'll be a lot of picking locks, and I think it. You know, I think we'll be made to work for it, but I think we'll come through it. I get you, and I think that's part of before we move on the predictions. I think the way the tactical tweaks have come across to me is the expectation that we're going to come up against low blocks week in week out. But it yeah. seems to be that the teams that I go for it, Tottenham, Lons, you know, you mentioned examples that they seem to be getting something from us. Even Fulham actually went for it in periods in that game. Mm. Um, 
and Forest at the end. We, we, we can go on and on. But yeah, let's move into predictions. Um, <laughs> just I'm on, so you don't want to put that I'm, table. No, no, unfortunately, my Photoshop wasn't working, so I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't don't worry, I'm writing on a bit of pen and paper. Don't worry about that. Get it up, son. Get it up. Don't worry, man. I ain't got nothing to hide. I hope you're talking about the table. <laughs> well, yeah. <that laughs> Yeah. Oh dear, how the mighty have fallen. Realistically, you know, if I've had my points, you know, I mean, I'll be up there and they're winning it now. We're very so, hard. No, no, I'd, you'd be second. I'd be up there winning it. Do, do you know what? Uh, quickly, just before I've, you got a picture of this scene, right? Like yesterday, we've just beaten Seville, um, all celebrating, and, and, and I got a tap on the shoulder, and, and this bloke turned around and said, Turkish is bottom of the league. No way. <laughs> I no swear way. down. I swear <laughs> down. I said, we're just, we're just playing. Turkish is born of the league. He's got like, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I've got to say, the battle for seconds hotting up, to be fair. Oh. <laughs> listen, listen to him. Listen to him. What? Nine, yeah. nine and eight. That is tense. That's tense. Behind you, <laughs> only a point in it. Like, realistically, we, me and Turkey should be top, really. Like, no, 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 Turkey shouldn't be. He should have had his points deducted. Right? Nah, nah. James has got one extra that he shouldn't have. I also yeah, had one, and I got two dots for my daughter's birthday. For, I, I had a point dot, I had a point dot the night that you were late as well, Lee. How oh, was you? Yeah, yeah, I also yeah. had a point, but I, but I, game one, it. Yeah. yeah. Come on, James, get on with it. Yeah, let's move. Just to, just ahead. I just want to let people know Robbie had a word with me the other day. Said he got complaints from a couple of panel members about I'm always winning the prediction stuff and that, and it's you know they they might pull out of the show if it continues. So I said, all right, I'll throw it. I said I'll throw it, Rob. Yeah, if you need to throw it, I'll throw it. That's all good. So that might explain the table at the moment for audio listeners. Fourteen games have been played. Fourteen predictions have been made. James is top one correct score, ten points. Jordan and Lee are tied in second, both with one correct score, both with nine points. And I am currently last. Two correct scores, eight points, a three-point deduction, and me <laughs> <just won. laughs> oh, Shameless. On Shameless. Uh, let's move. Uh, prediction time. James, let's go. Where are you going with? I really don't know. I'm like, I'm like toying with either 2-0 or 4-1 or... Um, we'll, just... we'll concede because we're annoying like that. So I'm just going to say 3 1. 3 1. Three, Who's one. up next, Jordan? 3 0. 3 0. 2 0. 2 0. All the scores have been taken. Hmm. Jesus injured. 3 0. You lot, you lot learned whilst I'm bottom how to rise back up the table because you lot are going to be in this situation soon. So actually, no, James is my brother. I'm, I, I wish James all the best. What have I done? I hope James I has a star best, next too. season. Fuck it. I hope James. We're moving on up. Nice man. I wish you all the best. The irritating thing about being top, like I said, I'm not even here to win it. I'm just here to finish above Lee. Yeah, but well, I've got to make my prediction before him. Otherwise, I'd just copy him all the way to game week 38. But yeah. If I don't win it, you've got to win it, James. Yeah, I'll do my best, mate. I'll do That's my best. That's a good thing. Look, turn, one, turn, one, your, one, turn, turn your camera off. You turn that, your camera off, James. Good thing about it. Look at that. 
Look at that. These guys, what's the conspiracy? Well, I sort of they, they made up that point, like they shook hands on a yeah. point. You know what I mean? This Perish. half, this half right here, that's this is the right half. People, our predictions have been made. Um, I've I haven't even told you what it was, but you heard it. James has gone three one. Jordan's gone three nil. I've gone three nil, and Lee has gone two nil. Let us know your predictions in the comment section below, and let's slowly but surely move it on to comments of the day. Jordan, ready? Yeah. Can I just say that I don't know what's happened this week, but we were inundated with comments of love from people. Just, just, just showing the love, man. It's the, uh, the comments were on fire this week. They were good this week. They were really <laughs> good this week. I've got to say, well done. They were much better this weekend. So, well done. Shout out the, sh- no, shout thank you for the love. Uh, you got a lot of love and appreciation, Jordan. Is it just a well done? No, bloody time. Don't push it. Don't push it. Don't push it. I'm going to turn my camera off and get my comments up. Hang on one second. One second. One second. Someone else go before me now while I'm looking for mine. Hang on. Lee, are you ready? Are you looking for yours now? No, I've got mine. I've got I've got a couple. I don't really know which one to go with. You can see you scrolling through your glasses. Yeah. No, I've got I've got like, I've, I've got them photoed. If you don't believe me, you know what I mean. So. No, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. It's taking too long. Do you want me I'll to go, go first? Well, first? First one is the Zinni thing is why we purchased Urian Timber, but unfortunately he had a bad injury and has been and has uh, and. Uh, had been had he been fit, I don't think Arteta would have played Zinni much at all. Which I thought that was an interesting comment in the discussion we had on the last pod about Zinchenko's performances. And the other one was Turkish. I admire how you stay calm, even when you're consistently talked over. Jordan, you're a professional, well-spoken, intelligent with comments. So I just thought I'd throw that in there as well because um, there's people that obviously do talk a lot of sense in the comments sometimes. Right, so Jordan opinion. forgot comments of the week this week. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will say this also, guys. No, we've uh, all done it. We've all done it. And then you try and explain I, I, why I actually didn't. I, I actually didn't. I actually didn't. Jordan was getting some high praise. Great, great right, pod, big old. Yeah, really, really good. Say that, Jordan. <laughs> A few of the guys were saying, like, you know, uh, big up to you last night. Like, you know, I mean, uh, um, they a question whether you was actually an Arsenal fan. One actually question you might be a Man United fan, but uh, they, uh, they, uh, they were big up in you and say that you are a big part of the show. Forget okay. the big ups. He's a, he's the reason we got to lock this off in three minutes. So yeah, yeah, okay, I'll go then. Yeah, go by, then. yeah, yeah. By the way, yeah, can we wrap it up, please, guys? Can I just say? Can I just say that the fact there is a new champion in town, but James' tactical show is finally paying off. Lee, it's time to watch. And we'll make your way up the table. There you go, like you know what I mean. So thank you, Mum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well done. Got my message. That's fantastic. All right, mine was, and it's only for one word in it. The man of the match performance by J Unit this week. His face <laughs> when the prediction table came up was priceless. Not to mention his passion when scrolling through the comments at the end. Oscar worthy. Listen, when I saw people calling you J Unit, that was. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's got yeah. you know what one of mine actually from Paul Brook it says was nice to see J Unit back this week. So mine had that. Come on, no, but I had actually yes, I didn't read the name. It was J Unit. Yannick People's Norman. Champion. Yannick, Yannick, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. I got one here from yeah. Linda Kule, and he says, "Damn, the best football pod out there by far. Quality mm. balance between authentic fan opinions, healthy banter, and a synergy of energies. Top stuff." And remember last week when we locked off the show and then I, I told you lot what the first comment on the show was. I had to bring that up. Lee S said Jordan should spend less time looking at the comments 
and focus on our fixture list instead. <laughs> <laughs> that was top oh, quality, that one. Oh, well, that was oh, top quality. That was good. Uh, oh, people, we're going to wrap it up here. Before we do wrap it up, remember this episode of the Forever Arsenal podcast has been in paid partnership with Better Health. There's a QR code on the screen. There's a link in the description, or you can type it in yourself, betterhelp.com forward slash AFTV for 10% off your first month. Like I mentioned before, if you want to talk, if you want to learn, if you just want to vent, they're here for you. Betterhelp.com forward slash AFTV for 10% off. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Jordan, you go catch your train. James, I'll see you nice tomorrow. Journey, I'm Jordan. I'll see you Lovely tomorrow. Guys, lovely. People, we'll see you next week after the Sheffield United game and before the West Ham Carabao Cup game. Love for the lovers. Always hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Put the notification bell on and we'll be back real soon. Peace. Podcast Network.